Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my gorgeous girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is August 3rd, 1996. Yeah, it is. And I got a little bit of news for you today. But just a little bit of news. What's that? On a personal note, Carol and I are engaged. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Wow, that would have been news to me. Right? Maybe one day, Carol. Maybe. Uh, No, uh, we talked about the bombing at the Centennial Park in Atlanta uh, the last week. Mm -hmm. And now... Uh, there's an ex-cop named Richard Jewell, Jewell, that's, uh, they are, I guess is like a suspect or whatever. Um, he's cooperating. He denies, uh, a role in what happened. Um, it says, uh, let's see. Agents would not discuss... Uh, what they had found from the searches of, of Jewel's house. They searched his house and everything. Um, they did say he's not under arrest right now, uh, and but he wouldn't comment on whether or not Richard Jewel was free to leave. They haven't said what they found in his house, but he lives with his mother at the Morocco Station Apartments in a working-class section of Atlanta, north of downtown. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, an ex cop that lives with his mother bombing the. I don't. I don't, nah. I don't buy it. Everyone seems to think this dude did it. Like, the news is talking about, like, oh, he's probably guilty. He's being investigated, all this stuff. It seems a little rushy to judgment, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd, I have a couple of questions. Like, why is he an ex cop who lives with his mother? Right. Um, so there's his picture. Do you think he's uh, attracting a lot of ladies? Oh, jeez. But, I mean, you know, you can suck at your own apartment, dude. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But, yeah, if he's cooperating, then he probably didn't do it. Uh, let's see. The crude pipe bomb uh, encased with nails and screws Ugh. blew up around 1.25 a.m. Saturday, launching shrapnel for more than 100 yards. So awful. It killed a 44-year-old Georgia woman and injured 111 other people. Wow. Apparently, he was working in the area uh, by the AT&T stage uh, during the time. Um, and because I, I think he's working security. It looks like he was, you know, security for the for the event. So I think he used to be a police officer, and now he works in security. So hmm. No, no, no. This was the mom, though. It sounds like he had a rough go or something. Yeah. Which, you know, I understand why people are thinking, like, loner, lives with his mom, probably had a rough go, like you said. I I, I get the profile that they're building and why they think that maybe he might have had something to do with it, but I don't know. Just doesn't seem like it. Time will tell, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's pretty much all the news. There's There's not much entertainment news today, and that was such a big... Uh, like national and world event that I figured we should comment on it at least. So sad though. I feel like we should, you know, be uh, somehow showing puppies or kittens or 
showing them. I wish we could. Through through a tape? Yeah. I How wish... are we going to... Oh, there's a puppy in here. Hello. Hi. I wish that we could give some cuteness. It's theater of the mind, Carol. Mm-hmm. You just have to... You just have to believe it. <laughs> okay, so shut your eyes and picture fluffy kittens and fluffy puppies. There you go. Speaking picture of, a Lisa Frank notebook cover. All right, there you go, yeah. Speaking of fluffy kitties, uh, I think the one the one girl had to uh, make sure hers was pretty fluffy uh, with the sk- skirt that she was wearing. Oh, my goodness. On the real world, Miami. Goodness gracious. Miami. I don't remember the skirt that you're referring to. I don't know. Probably from last week, really. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> uh, so what happened this episode of The Real World Miami? It's our, it's our like, little guilty pleasure summer show. Yeah, it's fine. I, I'm not as into it as I expected to be. Yeah, me either. It's a little bit slower going than I anticipated. Yeah, there's a lot of nothing happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This is so... Uh, filming real people just going about their daily lives is not that interesting. Yeah, if, I mean, if it was, you know, if they were more interesting people, maybe. they If they ever wanted this to take off, they would need to engineer a situation. You can't just tell people, okay, you're six people or however many, how many people are there? Seven. Seven people. You're seven people. You're all different kinds of people. We're going to put you in a, a house together, and then you live together and work and blah, blah, blah. Just live normal lives, but, you know, the fact that you're a little different from different backgrounds, I can see why that, and some of the real world seasons were pretty interesting, but you have to have really dynamic characters, like really, not characters, but real people, real like people with really dynamic personalities yeah. to make this format work. If you want to do, if you want to make it surefire with anybody, you have to engineer a situation. It's got to be like, um, okay, uh, black versus white. <laughs> you know, here's here's a group of black uh, people. Here's a group of white people. You're all living in this house together, um, and there's a series of competitions. We're gonna see which race is the best. Or oh whatever. my god, no, that I sounds know. awful. It'd be horrible and in poor taste. But that's the kind of stuff they'd have to do. And I'm not saying nearly, I'm not saying always as controversial as that. I can't think of a good example of what that would be, but they'd have to have a, a, a situation, an engineered situation. Well, I mean, there is an engineered situation, but they suck at it. They're supposed to be starting a business and they keep right. talking about it, but they're not actually doing anything. They're barely talking about it. Yeah. And then, like, they're all branching off doing their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think that they needed to push more to have them working on the business than what's happening here. Dan, the gayman, is uh, becoming has become a model. Yes, and and he is convinced that they're all out to get him. At times, at times he's convinced they're all out to get them, and then at other times he's convinced that they're all his best friends. He's weird. He's a really weird guy. Yeah, but yeah, he is. Um, he was working at the magazine, and somebody saw him, and he got discovered. Yeah, like, they're the, like, oh, are you model? You do you model? We're gonna sign you. They signed him to a modeling contract. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm happy for him. He his roommates seem maybe a little jealous, a little petty about it, but they're like, oh, he's always talking about uh, 
you know, oh, I'm going to this party or I'm doing this. Month. It's like, yeah, I would too. And he's inviting you <laughs> right. to go with him. So yeah, you guys are getting, you're getting reaping benefits from it. Right. And he's a nice looking dude. So, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Yes. But he, uh, he, he is a little bit, he's a little bit arrogant about it. He's Just arrogant and, and paranoid. And, and he talks a lot. One of the girls uh, wanted to go on a date. She was going on a date. Yeah. And it was when they were supposed to be going to this party. And he's like, what? What? I feel like I've just been stood up. And he's like, he was yeah. all pissed off about it. But I, I mean, it seemed kind of forced, honestly. Like, I feel like maybe they're taking any opportunity for drama and mm-hmm. like amplifying it. So they're like, oh, get real mad about this. Yeah, it's possible. Because, I mean... They're just talking shit in the background. Yeah, he'd They're have like, to be oh, a she, ridiculous person. She said she hates uh, homosexuals. <laughs> she didn't want, even want you to touch her. But, I mean, uh, he's talking about, too, like, how people look down on him because he's gay, but nobody does. Nobody said anything. No one's given him a hard time. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? He's Yeah, he's talking to one of the girls out because he's all pissed off and everything. He's walking around the town, and he's like, you know, it's just harder for me, you know, because of, you know, the difference or whatever. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, the gay thing. And it's like, no one has cared about that at all. I mean, not saying he hasn't been through shit. I'm sure he has. Sure. Yeah, in his life, yeah. And that's going to color all the situations he deals with, you know. But there's nothing there right now. Yeah. You're chasing shadows. Right. So. Maybe the black woman's been through a little bit more. (laughs) Maybe. Anyway, but I mean, I'm not. It's not like the suffering Olympics. It's not who who's you know who's has it worse off or whatever. As you said, he probably has had struggles, and people make fun of him and stuff like that in the in his past. And I'm sure that that doesn't help. But like you said, I mean, nobody, everybody's been very nice and open, and mm. no one has made him feel this way. So also, you mentioned the black lady. She's doing something weird. Yeah, she is. She has a guy who's kind of a boyfriend, but not a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But she's like, he's no good for me. He doesn't really care about me. I know it, but I can't stay away from him. It's like she's got that bad boy addiction or whatever. Apparently. And then she starts dating this other guy. That she met at the club? I think so. Yeah. And he's real nice. And he takes her places. And treats her well and isn't trying to get anything from her and she's not feeling it. No. <laughs> like I I don't I mean like it kinda pisses me off when girls are like this because it gives us all a bad name. Well, I mean it does happen. Yeah. I've I've known guys that treat uh, like a friend of mine, I won't name names, but a friend of mine decided he was gonna go into this relationship. And he was just going to be an asshole, basically. He was He's a nice guy his whole life. You know him. And uh, you've met him. And he uh, he decided that he was just going to be the jerk. Because girls always like jerks. And he would sometimes do and say things purposely to be an asshole. Yeah, that's him. And, uh, and I remember, I can't remember one time he called me. And he's talked about this fight that they got into and everything. And he's like, he just walked away. He's like, so, you know, I walked away. She took a cab home or whatever. Um, he's like, she called, she called me up 
after she got home after a while. He's like, and she, like we talked about it for me. He's like, and she apologized to me. He was like, <laughs> I was totally wrong. Like I was like all this stuff. Like I can't believe it. And she apologized to me. And he's like, and then we had sex. And I was, oh my god. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I I I see what you're doing. And uh, but I I warned him. I was like, that's not. You don't want to to be in a relationship like that and then think that that's going to lead to you getting married to this person one day. Right, yeah, because you're being fake. Yeah, because that's not going to happen. If you want to do it as an experiment or because you're sick of girls thinking of you as the nice guy and, like, you getting stepped on all the time and you want to have just a relationship where you don't care about the future and stuff like that and you just want to have fun now uh, with this person, then, you know, that's fine. But that's what it's going to be. It's not going to be more than that. So... Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was just funny because he this this woman responded very much to all those things to basically him being like not cruel but just like selfish and being a jerk basically hmm. and uh, she really responded to it and decided that she needed to make him happy that was her thing and I, I think there are some people like that. You're not. You're not like that. No, I don't try to make you happy at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do. I mean, you, you know, but you, you're nice. You know, like you, you want me to be happy and you do stuff to, that you think is going to make me happy and vice versa. But it's not like if I was treating you like a jerk, you would not put up with it. Right. For sure. Well, you know, I have some self-esteem. Some people don't. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the people who act like that feel like that's how they deserve to be treated. And they don't know how to handle it when somebody treats them better because then they feel like they don't deserve it. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, whatever. I think that's pretty much everything that happened in the episode, though, really. Yeah, it is. Like, the other the other people, I almost said the other characters, they are people. Uh, yeah, they're real humans. Didn't really do much. No. They talked about how the one uh, blonde chick was whatever, I don't know, a tomboy, but she could... Dress up pretty? I don't know. I think that was last episode, too. Oh, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, this one was mostly focused on Dan. Yeah. That's why I know his name now. Because <laughs> they focused on him. You mentioned that you think that the blonde girl might be a lesbian. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, she might really just be a tomboy. Yeah, I mean, and that that's happens, too. Where I've known women that are just, you know, tomboys, and that's it. But, but then they're still straight, and that's, you know. Which is part part of why her hair is probably so long. Right. <laughs> See, I'm a girl. But speaking of people who are girls, um, we watched Kingpin. What does that have to do with anything? Well, there's a girl in it. The one he eats out? Oh, Jesus Christ. Because that's wow. a thing. That is a definite thing. Wow. That's not who I was referring to. I was referring to the lovely Vanessa Angel. Yeah, he does not eat her out. Well... It's implied maybe at some point he does. But. <laughs> maybe. But, uh, yeah, she was in a television show, the te- the television adaptation of the movie Weird Science. She was Vanessa. Okay. The Kelly LeBrock role in that show. No idea who that is. I loved Weird Science. I have no idea what Weird Science is. You've never, oh, that's a John Hughes movie. Hmm. John Hughes movie from the 80s, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Okay. Well, maybe we should rent it because it sounds good because it's Anthony Michael Hall and uh, John Hughes right there. They, him and his buddy, make a woman with their computer. Oh, jeez. 
And it turns out to be supermodel slash actress Kelly LeBron. <laughs> Maybe not. It's actually a really good movie. Sounds on par with Mannequin and Mermaid. Okay, first of all, Mannequin is a, a great movie. And uh, by Mermaid, I, I assume you mean the movie Splash. Yes. With Terrell Hannah. <laughs> that is what I meant. <laughs> and Tom Hanks, which is also a good movie. Uh, they're both fine. She names herself Madison after the street. <laughs> so Kingpin mm-hmm. yeah. was not the kind of movie that I would normally enjoy. No. But I guess I was just in the right mood for it because I thought it was pretty funny. It's also good. It's better than a lot of the gross-out, sort of dumbed-down humor movies. Yeah. It's a cut above. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that Woody Harrelson is a very talented comedian. He's very funny. Yeah. Uh, Randy Quaid, also very funny Mm -hmm. in this movie. And I think they have decent chemistry with Vanessa Angel. Yeah. I don't think it's the greatest chemistry i've ever seen between uh, a, a trio of actors but i think she's you know the, the, they they mesh with her decently well anyway she's used to playing opposite two dudes because yeah. of being on weird science and then there's also uh bill murray who is who's not in the movie a lot but he dominates and steals every single scene he's in yeah he is so funny there's so many weird little sayings and things that he says in this movie. At one point, he's with young Woody Harrelson convincing him to to bowl for money uh, illegally. And he's like, Woody Harrelson's like, I don't know. I don't know if, if I feel right about this or whatever. And Bill Murray's like, okay, yeah, I, I respect that kid. It takes a lot of guts to say no. I wouldn't have the courage to go back to mommy and daddy and tell him I couldn't make it out here. <laughs> and he goes, all right, let's go. And he's like, all right, nice flip-flop. <laughs> I love the way he says nice flip-flop. It's yeah. so funny to me. And then uh, when he wins at the end, I guess, okay, by the way, we're going to spoil this whole movie, so you haven't seen it, watch it. Uh, too late. To this. Well, I didn't say who. Oh, yeah. When Bill Murray wins at the end, <laughs> in the background, like, the focus of the shot is on Woody Harrelson being distraught and everything. But in the background, you can hear under the music, Bill Murray goes, uh, I finally have enough money to be above the law. Big Earn is finally untouchable. And like, and all this stuff. It's so weird. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. I did not catch that. And uh, but yeah, there's, see, there's a lot of he's he is so funny in this movie. They do they do, they do this like public service announcement thing where he he hosts or or sponsors a fatherless family in every oh, city yeah. he goes in and it's all attractive young mothers that he's clearly having sex with i'm telling you that reminds me of another movie it's so weird like i can't place it but yeah i mean it could have been in another movie it could have, or it could be a parody of something real i don't know yeah but know, it was but, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he was obviously boning them all. Mm-hmm. I bet you he's the some, dad. Sometimes I wake up and bigger is already there. Right. <laughs> I bet he's the dad of at least one of those kids. Well, at one point, and this is like, what a line. At one point, he's giving an interview and somebody's like, what about the uh, the paternity lawsuit you're facing? And he goes, please, that woman is such a liar. I pulled out of her way early. 
So he's not denying the dance. Right. At all. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah. So, and he's not denying they had unprotected sex either. Yeah. Pulling out is not very effective, people. Right. It's probably as effective or less than the rhythm method. Yeah. Which, if you're not Catholic, <laughs> is uh, basically just syncing up when the woman, figuring out when the woman's going to ovulate. and Not having sex then. Yep. That's how uh, at least one of my nieces came to be. <laughs> it's an off-cycle pregnancy is what they call it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, um, yeah, I, I liked this a lot. This is more up my alley than it's up your alley. Yeah. Although there is a couple grossy kind of things that happen, and I'm not the biggest on the gross-out humor. Yeah, I did not like the grossness. You mentioned the uh, the old lady. Oh God! That was his landlady. That's not. That's not uh, great. Yeah, he couldn't pay rent. It was like it was like the beginning of every porno ever, except the roles were reversed, and it was disgusting. So he couldn't pay rent. And he's like, "Isn't there something I can do?" And she gets that look on her face. Oh yeah, Ugh. this is, this is after another real like. There's so this movie does feel cohesive. It's a. I think it's a cohesive unit of of story. But it is funny if you break it down into little individual parts. They're all really good, like almost as like a skit or whatever. They're all really good individual ideas for yeah. uh, like what you'd almost call like a set piece, like a comedy set piece. This is the situation. Like each kind of scene has a situation where they're milking a lot of the comedy out of it. And that comes from the, the gross part, comes from a very funny like premise and thing. He... He can't pay the rent. He hires a dude to pretend to be uh, robbing her, his landlady. Yeah. And he stops it and throws some coffee in his face. Not not super hot, but a little bit of hot. And uh, the guy's like, oh, you burned me. And he like, runs away and everything. And then we, you know, she forgives him because uh, she he just saved her life. Yeah, she's quote. so grateful. And then we cut to him being in the apartment and the attacker's there. And he's like, hey, you know. You didn't tell me you were gonna throw that coffee in my face, and he's, and he's like, it was hot. He goes, I had to make it look real. And he's like, that's not hot. And he drinks uh, like a cup of he's, a cup of coffee he's just made. He's like, oh, this is hot. This is real hot. <laughs> and she comes in and sees, and she's got that shocked look on her face. And he just like Harrelson <laughs> just goes, throws the pot of coffee in his face, and you can hear the burning sound. And he goes, get out of here, you psycho piece of shit. <laughs> like, like. Like she was going to believe he just came back. Right. But that whole sequence, that whole idea is a really funny idea. And there's a lot of that in, in this movie. Yeah. What did you think about the, what did you think about the choice to make um, Randy Quaid's character Amish? Do you think that that, like, do you think that added to the comedy? Do you think yeah. it added to the movie? I do. Um because they had to have the dynamic where he's kind of like almost like being taken care of by them. I don't think it would have worked out as well otherwise with this super attractive single lady. And if both guys were like into her like that, that wouldn't have worked. Do you think? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. He had to, he had to at least be dumb. I mean, it was, yeah. but the thing is, is that Woody Harrelson's character was already kind of dumb. So, yeah, I think in order to make it work, you have to have someone that's completely, like, very fish out of water. Yeah. Like, his element's a very fish out of water element. And his slow, like, descent into doing all this stuff, going to strip clubs and mm -hmm. smoking and drinking and, you know, 
uh, barring Woody Harrelson's real life bong, stuff like that. But um, do you think Vanessa Angel's character? I can't remember her name for some reason. I can't remember any of the characters' names. Yeah, it's Roy, been a few days. Roy Munson. I remember uh, his name mm-hmm. because um, they'd say you got Munson. Munson. Yeah, his name becomes his dad was like your name's going to become synonymous with uh, uh, greatness in bowling, like Unitas in football and uh, DiMaggio in baseball, and instead it becomes synonymous with being a loser. Yeah, but. Uh, can't remember her name anyway so um do you think that she was just working that dude that she was dating because they go to they go to this rich guy's house and he's like some like organized crime or something i don't know what the fuck he is he's got a bowling alley in his house well uh, two bowling lanes in his house and he's obviously got money um and lackeys and stuff like that and she's dating him do you think that like that was like a scam? She was working him, or 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 do you think that she really cared about him? Well, I, I don't think she really cared about him, but mm-hmm. I don't know that she was necessarily working him either. Um, then why be with him? Because some girls just need somebody. Mm, okay. And you know, if she she might have been, I mean, I don't know about working. Maybe she was using him. That's what I mean. Yeah. Not, but there's a difference between like. When you say working him, that's like a con. I mean, there's a difference between actively like I'm going to, you know, swindle you out of money and, you know, using a dude because he wants to sleep with you and has money. I mean, right. I don't know. One of those is acceptable, right? No, (laughs) but it's not the same. I mean, you could press charges on someone for, you know, con games. Right. You can't press charges on a girl who sleeps with you because you have money and are going to buy her things. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe it was a little bit more that. But he hits her. And then she leaves because she's like, that's too far. That like that got pretty real like for a comedy and there are some parts of this movie for a comedy that get a little real yeah well and then the fact that she goes back to him later is weird but she doesn't on purpose go back to him she doesn't on purpose go back to him no he finds her yeah and she takes the money Mm -hmm. and leaves with him because he was going to kill the other two the only reason she leaves with him is to be like, oh, I don't give a fuck about them. Let's let's just go. Okay. If she if she hadn't done that, he was going to find and murder them. That's why she calls Big Earn a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. Because when she leaves him again, when she finds out when she's able to get away from him, she wants him to go after Big Earn instead. Right. Because they're both assholes or whatever. Yeah, Big Earn doesn't. The villain of this movie, Big Earn, nothing bad happens to him. He wins the million dollars. He's now above the law, and uh, and I, it's implied. There's a there's a very obviously eighty yard line, which we've talked about before. Additional dialogue recording. That's when they do dialogue recording after the movie's like cut. They're like, oh, we need a, a line here to explain this. Um, and it's very clear, or or the line wasn't heard. If, if if it was in the script, it wasn't heard well enough. And they're like, okay. "We need you to re-record this." But he goes after like he gets hit in the balls and stuff like that. They've they've hurt each other because he comes up and he's like, "Where is she?" And he's like, "I don't know." You know, she ran. I thought she ran off with you and stuff. 
And he's like, oh, she did all these calls to Big Earn and stuff like that, right? As they're leaving that scene, he goes, let's go find Big Earn. And it's like, like I said, it's very clear. So I guess it's like implied that they're going to go and beat the shit out of him or whatever. But he's, Big Earn is totally responsible for Roy Munson's downfall as a person. Well, yeah, because he convinces him to try to fake these people out and take their money. And then when they get caught, he just leaves them. Mm -hmm. And they put his hand in the ball return. Yeah. Explain to me how that would actually make you lose your hand, though. Like, that seems a little far-fetched. There's not blades in there. Yeah, I don't think it really would. I think you'd get hurt, and it might, you know, it would cause severe injury. It could break your wrist and stuff like that. Don't do it, kids. Why? Because there's a, it's a, it's has to be powerful enough to, it's a like a conveyor belt essentially, right. and it has to be powerful enough to lift sixteen pound balls like underneath and up. So it's it's churning pretty quick, and with a with a decent amount of power. So if you got your hand in there caught, like between it, then it could you know crush, break your wrist and stuff like that. But to actually take the hand off, I mean, it would. Be, it, I don't think it could really do that. Hmm. Okay. But they wanted to make it a bowling-related injury, I guess. Oh, it just seems like a bowling ball is so much bigger than a hand that it wouldn't do anything to your hand. Okay. Oh, well. I think it would. I think you'd get hurt. <laughs> okay. You're not supposed to put your hands near that. Yeah, well, don't do that, obviously. I'm not going to, like, try to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you to the bowling alley later, Carol, <laughs> and we'll see what it does. Um, But... Yeah, like, he, he's responsible for everything, and then nothing, you know, nothing bad happens to him that we know of, anyway. Hmm. Um, What do you think about the fact that Woody Harrelson didn't bowl for 17 years and then comes in second <laughs> in this bowling tournament? How, how'd that make you feel? It pisses me off. <laughs> so fucking bad, because, okay, he lost his hand. He got a, uh, what do you call it? Prosthetic. Prosthetic. And he gave up bowling, obviously, because he thought, I can't bowl anymore. My right hand is gone. Mm -hmm. But then when the, he tries, is this the first time in 17 years that he actually fucking picked up a ball and tried? <laughs> he does amazing. So he just gave up all this time that he could have been bowling, which is what he was good at, what he was meant to do, what gave his life purpose. He He never tried. Yeah. What the fuck? And then he would have won because he would have been way better because he would have had the 17 years of practice the other guy had. Yeah, he beat Big Earn uh, before. Yeah. In the Odor Eaters tournaments. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, Carol had quite a rant after we uh, we exited the <laughs> movie theater about that, so I thought that was funny. It is weird that he's just still that good with his prosthetic hand. And, like... Why the prosthetic? I would think you'd just use your non-dominant hand and work with it until it got, you know, better. But. Well, I'm sure he does with some things. Gross. <laughs> but yeah, he's supposedly able to bowl with the prosthetic hand. I don't I don't think that would work in real life. No, I think it probably especially if it was all weird and rubbery like that. Yeah. It was not very high quality. No. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a reoccurring gag throughout the movie where he's like, check this out. And, and 
he shows people the the his championship ring on his rubber hand, and everyone's comments on the hand first. Oh, what is that rubber? You know, like the silicon or whatever. You know, and uh, and then the one time when he uh, when he says he gave me this and shows the rubber hand, he's like, oh, that's a nice ring. What did he <laughs> give that to you for? So that's yeah, that's a very funny uh, running gag. But yeah, I like the movie a lot. There's sometimes comedies are hard to do because there's not too hard for us to review because there's not so there's not a lot of ways to just say, hey, it's funny, (laughs) but it's funny. You should go if you haven't seen it. I don't know what kind of monster you are that you listen to this, but uh, before seeing it. But if you haven't seen it, you should go out and check check out the movie. It's it, it is very funny. I mean, if I enjoyed a comedy that even had gross stuff in it, oh, yeah. it has to be good. Absolutely. All right, well, that is the episode for the week. Carol, why don't you tell the people all the stuff that they can kingpin? So go ahead and write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. And uh, tell your friends. All right, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.